What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, guys and gals? Today we have Jan Park with Health Yourself by JP. Love that name, by the way. Really interesting episode. Absolutely love uh, her story of going from a nurse in the healthcare system, then getting into some workplace wellness, and then now branching off and doing some uh, private, uh, direct educational products and coaching to help people learn a lot more about what health and nutritional information is the right information, which is such a challenge nowadays. So without further ado, here is Jan Park with Health Yourself by JP. All right, we're live. What's up, Jan? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Yeah. I feel like uh, for this one, we're going to be able to dig into some topics that I typically don't get to dig into this kind of uh, uh, idea of workplace wellness and um, the idea of a healthcare journey starting more traditionally and then kind of going um, we'll call it more into the corporate-ish kind of space mm-hmm. um, I already know a ton about you so I'll reel it back in I uh, just giving people a little like broad overview but um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself how you started and then where you are now yeah, absolutely. Hello, everybody. Um, thanks, Eve, for having me here. This has been, I think we, we scheduled this in the summer. And I it's know. Here. Right? So I'm super excited. I always love, love chatting about this stuff. So um, my name is Jan Park from Health Yourself by JP. And um, I've been in Charleston for the last like 13 years now. And before that, I kind of moved all over the place. But I went to MUSC and College of Charleston. So I have a history here. I'm glad to be back. Me too. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so glad to be back in the South. Um, anyway, I started off my career in the traditional medical system as a registered nurse. And I'm, and I'm still a registered nurse, but I don't do patient care anymore. But I did do that for 13 years in the critical care units um, in heart health and then in recovery room. Um, there was... Honestly, always, I I mean, I love, love, love nursing and healthcare, but there was always something really missing for me, and I was getting a little antsy in our traditional healthcare system. You know, we were really, really good at saving lives. You know, I worked with the open heart patients and the angios and all that stuff, and we were incredibly good at functioning in a high-tech world, saving lives, but honestly, we were not changing lives. And that's what frustrated me. Um, We were sending out these patients, discharging them into the same world that, in the same lifestyle that landed them in the intensive care units and on those open heart tables in the first place. We gave them hardly any nutritional teaching, at least nothing that would be effective to really manage their heart disease and change their life. And it, and it was not uncommon to see frequent flyers, you know, see people coming in, you know, six months later, 12 months later with occluded stents and all that stuff. So long story short, um, when we moved back to Charleston, I had an opportunity to, um, to get into corporate wellness. And I jumped on that because it was an opportunity to teach preventative care. 
And so I bailed on our <laughs> traditional healthcare system. Bailed on and it. I, Me too. <laughs> and I really just wanted to help keep people out of those IC situations. And I wanted to focus on reversing their disease and empowering people to reverse conditions through nutrition and through lifestyle modalities. So um, I've been doing that. And then over the course of the 13 years that I've done that um, with corporate wellness, um, I also got my you know fitness training certificate. And... Um, I had a ton of people coming to me outside of my corporate job saying, you know, I need some weight loss coaching, some nutritional counseling, you know, some have high blood pressure, I have cholesterol, I want to lose weight, you know, of all ages. And so the light bulb finally went off for me that I was like, wow, I need to package up this teaching that I've been doing inside of my corporate wellness job, but I need to package it up to be able to reach more people and allow people to have something online incredibly and easily accessible so that when their doctor tells them, you know, go lose weight or go um, exercise or they're newly diagnosed diabetic or or even just for the maybe the college kid that wants to, you know, lose their freshman 15 or whatever that there is vetted nutritional information that's easily accessible, that can keep people away from fad diets. And so that's what I did this past year. I packaged up my teaching and you know made it accessible for people to access right away. Um, so that's been really fun, and it's been quite an adventure. So work in progress still. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah, right. so that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's cool. Like Just like you said, it's a journey, right? It's like it's constantly, hopefully, ever-evolving and ever-improving. When it comes down to science or even just like your own personal entrepreneurship journey just like anybody else's weight loss journey right absolutely so a couple things that i that i loved that you said one was and i've been thinking about this a lot because it's a common theme the idea that we're really good at saving lives right um and i've been trying to wait to find a way to package it and i like I like the idea of, and it might sound rash, but that's just gonna have to be okay today. But we're really good at helping you not die, but we're really terrible at helping you live. You know what I mean? Like So true. Right, there's no like thriving or living. I mean, the idea that a frequent flyer is like a thing that isn't like, and let's just be honest, if somebody's a frequent flyer, it's not like that person would get flagged and all of a sudden, well, maybe we should go send them to a behavioral therapist or maybe we should mm-hmm. send them um, to a nutritionist or somebody who's actually going to look at their lifestyle. Like yeah. that does, it's not even like, we won't even ping you. Like right. at least the second time around, we should be like, cool. No, it'll be like a third, a fourth, a fifth, the same thing. And it's just like, not, you know, I want to keep those people alive and they, you know, I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm sure some people take it that route, but I just would like some sort of intervention from that piece from yeah. the medical system, which yeah. totally doesn't happen. Right. We, we do. We do as, as our traditional medical system absolutely does fall short of that. Um, you know, and, and the truth of the matter, and when I tell this to some people, they, they are just floored. But the truth of the matter is, is 95% of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and 95% of type two, type two, not type one, but type two diabetes, Mm -hmm. is completely reversible. And I've seen it all the time. I mean, I've seen when people, and and it's reversible with not, not medic, I'm talking about lifestyle modalities, you know, when people lose weight and start incorporating some exercise, um, these diseases can go away. Not every single disease, but I'm saying some of our big ones, you know, our big ones that are very, um, 
you know, can really hurt people and really have to put them on a lot of medications with a lot of side effects, which then starts a, you know, a vicious cycle. But that's not what they're hearing all the time in their doctor's office. I mean, they, get, they, they get the prescription. Yeah. And they might, you know, they, they may, you know, of course, get told, um, you know, start eating right and uh, lose some weight. But in fairness, the uh, you know, physicians don't have time to counsel, nor, nor, nor do they have the training to counsel on nutrition. But, but they also don't have time. They have very limited time in, the, in that uh, appointment. And so there is, um, you know, there, it, there's a little bit of a shortfall there and a disconnect. And, you know, I hear from people all the time that, you know, wow, you know, I, my physician said they can get me with a dietitian, but they're booked for like a month. So there's really, you know, we need to be able to have vetted information for, for patients and for people who also might not have their doctor tell them to do it, but they just know they would feel better if they were eating healthy and they have certain fitness goals. There's so much nutritional confusion out there. A place where they can go and get very good information based on science, you know, not with fad diets, and not break the bank and not have to wait for appointments and private coaching and all that stuff. I mean, there's definitely a place for that too, but... Um, you know, you should be able to get a very good nutritional education without having to be on your own, <laughs> Googling stuff right. and hoping you come across stuff that's valid. Right. And that's what the the shameful part that I see with, um, with you know, not the shameful, but the unfortunate part that I see um, happens to a lot of people is, you know, yeah. they just don't know where to turn. 95% is... is uh is amazing right and I've always been like almost hesitant to say that because like I even googled it at some point like mm-hmm. reverse type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. and like you can't even find anything on it really like on the internet yeah. you know what I mean like right. it's just like so like I almost like started questioning like can you really mm-hmm. reverse type you two? can you right. absolutely can um, I've done it with many people um, who right. I've helped lose weight and learn how to yeah. eat to lower their blood sugars and start moving more and the bottom line, so much of it is, is um, it comes from our visceral fat, which is our belly fat. And visceral fat is dangerous because it's not the same fat that lies underneath your skin, like subcutaneous fat. It lies behind your abdominal wall, inside your visceral cavity. So it, it's right up against your liver and your heart. And that, that kind of fat can deposit on your liver and your heart, you know, fatty liver. Um, the good part is completely reversible. It can melt away when you lose weight. But that fat is active. It's like an organ. It secretes tons of inflammatory cytokines. It's a very act. It's not just fat that lays around and keeps us warm mm-hmm. like we used to think of fat. Interesting. But visceral fat is very responsible for increased inflammation levels, makes your blood stickier. So that is not a good cocktail to have when you're thinking about heart disease and heart attacks. And it makes us more resistant to our own insulin, which is what type 2 diabetes is it's just your body your pancreas is making insulin your body's just not using it and we don't know exactly why yet but when you lose that visceral fat your body starts using its own insulin better so it's um it's honestly not rocket science so much of it comes down to the importance of staying in a healthy weight and eating foods that are anti-inflammatory and that you know of course can keep you full and nourished and all that while helping you lose weight yeah i mean it's just I can't believe it's just not a thing and not like screamed from the top of like every, you know what I mean? Like, hey, it's reversible. Like, you know, I'm sure there's, there's guarantee you people listening to this or people who have heard that before. Yeah. There's and about they, a 5% genetic play in it. 
But that's fairly low when you think about it. there's a lot of people who get put on these medications and or their family has it, like mm-hmm. grandma, grandpa has it, or mom, dad, and they just kind of think that they're genetically doomed to eventually get it. You may have genetic tendencies towards something, but our lifestyle and the environment we create inside our bodies is what can turn those genes on or suppress them. Right. And that's empowering to know. That gives someone control over their destiny. Right, right. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, we do healthcare here at Made to Move. It's more of like, okay, education and empowerment. Like, that's just like simple, easy, like, you know, your body heals itself. It's going to do what it does. I can just merely just kind of show you the route. I mean, it's just the bottom line. There's really yeah. nothing else. There's really nothing else to it, especially when it comes to these kind of lifestyle uh, and longevity and kind of health factors. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like I want to repeat it a thousand times. Like all these things are reversible, like hundred percent they are, you know? And, uh, I, I think like some people, I bet I would love to do like a poll mm-hmm. and I would assume, and this is maybe me just being like an ultimate cynic, but that some people think like you can like catch diabetes. Like it's a thing that's like disease, like the common cold. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's just so many yeah. misconceptions out there. I've heard some crazy stuff from patients and stuff that they think they've been told or, like, yeah, you know, maybe sure. the doctor said it in a way and they just didn't quite understand it because it's pretty, like, rushed and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just cool. Like, again, this is the point of the podcast, just to get the right information out there and just, you know, I feel like the more we can just say this stuff and it just needs to be repeated. Yeah. Over and over I, I do think that often we can be our best own doctors and nurses like we you can empower someone to do to make incredible changes through through nutrition and literally nutrition out of all the things we do every day exercise you know eat well um, reduce stress the number one determinant of your overall health and whether you ever ever get a chronic disease is nutrition I believe it. You know, we eat about 2,000 pounds of food a year. So it, it, it's, it really is true that you are what you eat. I know right. that's a very old, corny saying, yeah. but well, it yeah, whatever, like, really no. rings true. Right. Really rings true. Yeah, you almost need to be like But slap. it's empowering because, you know, that's you're in control of that. You're 100% in control of your nutrition. Right. Both scary, daunting, but also very, very empowering, yeah. for sure. Exactly. I mean, if we could, if we could get people to look... At the produce section, with all those incredible colors and the rainbow of foods and the phytochemicals and the antioxidants that are shining through, if if we could look, if we could get people to look at that, because truly what it is is Mother Nature's pharmacy. If we could get people to respect the power of what more plant food and fruit and vegetables can do to reverse disease. We would have the same respect that we do when we don't want to miss our medications Mm because we think, oh my gosh, we miss a medication, it'll be so bad. We miss vegetables all the time. Hardly anybody is getting their doses doses of vegetables. We'll miss that all the time. But if we we could get people to look at that section of the grocery store as Mother Nature's pharmacy and the power it has, we would have a different... We would have a different uh, disease and healthcare system today, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, part of that would be the doctor, obviously, very, very much emphasizing, like, you take these pills and you're going to have drastic, drastic consequences and emphasizing that. There's probably not that same tonality when you talk about lifestyle or diet. You know, there's that 
one and there's also two it's like okay there's an immediate yeah. kind of like short-term response there where like unfortunately with you know eating unhealthy foods it's it's it takes a long time takes some consistency yeah, yeah. It, it does it does take a little yeah change um and we do we certainly live obviously in a world of quick fixes yeah which is a little bit part of the problem <laughs> yeah and i think we're getting close to i mean as you're saying that stuff and i'm just kind of absorbing that and i've heard it multiple times before but you know, it's like, okay, the doctor doesn't have the time. This is me totally. This is somewhat to do with workplace wellness, where I want to triage somewhat to that. But the idea that, okay, this person comes a second time, right? They want to get in to see a nutritionist. They don't know what facts or education they need. With the world that we live in, with online education, and like, we could probably send them an hour-long video or like a, a, mm-hmm. a series of courses that they literally have to do because you can confirm if somebody watched something or not. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess they could hack the system, hit play, and walk away. But like, you could see if somebody played it or not. Sure. You know what I mean? There's just so much out there, and I hope we're leading to that. Like, a hospital could implement that pretty, I would think, relatively easily, right? Sure. But um, you know. Who knows? I mean, I feel like that's a genius solution. Maybe that's being <laughs> yeah. done somewhere. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, we're, we're, we're far away from that, unfortunately. Yeah. But in, in, in part, the, the sad part is sometimes folks do have to hit rock bottom or get put on a prescription mm-hmm. sometimes to start paying attention to uh, nutrition. And that's even if they make the connection that, mm-hmm. that what they put in their bodies all every day can affect you know you have to make that you have to make that connection first that what you're eating every day can affect your disease state and mm-hmm. does affect your disease right. state. right if you have a disease state, mm-hmm. some people in denial but right you gotta you gotta make that connection yeah. first and then you have to want to you know of course seek out and, and then of course there's the behavior change component but you know you don't you don't necessarily have to boil the ocean to make some positive changes you know you don't have to you know, run a marathon to get fit. <laughs> you don't Great. have to become a hardcore vegan to get healthier. You know, mm-hmm. there are every little baby step along the way, you know, just incorporating more plant food and vegetables in your life can do, can do dramatically, um, it can, can cause dramatic changes. And so adopting things as you go, you know, um, getting rid of sodas, you know, decreasing sugar, um, adding more vegetables instead of focusing on what you're taking away but adding more focus more vegetables and plant food Mm -hmm. and getting your fiber levels up every day can just starting there you know and not feeling like you have to wake up and transform into a completely different person right away because that's not always sustainable right you got to adopt things that you can sustain in your life um one step at a time yeah yeah yeah. Is that what you're doing a lot with? So to talk a little bit about the workplace wellness stuff, you were a nurse and then now you're doing more wellness in the workplace, right? Yeah, I've had a corporate wellness job for 13 years. Um, and then, and so, yeah, I mean, the, if you have a, a employer that offers workplace wellness, it is incredibly important to take advantage of that because if you can, you know, exercise on your lunch break or, you know, um, Take care of yourself while you're at work in any way, shape, or form. Any of the programs they can possibly offer, it's great because you can um, creating that extra hour. You know, when you get home from work, is sometimes really difficult to go to the gym and all that. So, mm-hmm. if you have any kind of schedule or place where you can fit it in on your lunch break, you know, I see where that's where compliance really goes up. Um, but yes, I am still doing that. But then I also packaged up all my teaching online so that people can access it because there's not enough place 
places really that offer corporate wellness, so you might not have access to that at your job or yeah. for anybody who's not working and staying at home. Um, you know, it's you need a good place to find vetted nutritional information and fitness opportunities where you can just open up your phone. Right? <laughs> yes, and yeah. fit it in during your day, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you're at work, you know, incorporating that in your day. We spend most of our, you know, for those that work full-time, we spend most of our waking hours, you know, in the office. So if you don't think about wellness at all in your job, um, it's pretty hard to get it in. So whether that's even packing your lunch and taking a walk on your lunch break sure. instead of going out to eat could be life-changing, mm-hmm. you know, controlling those calories at lunch yeah. and getting in a 15-minute walk it can be life-changing versus going somewhere, eating, you know, way more than you need to and sitting another hour in a restaurant for lunch. Right. So that, right. that one change can be very powerful. Right. And is that a lot of the stuff from the workplace wellness side of things? Is that a lot of stuff that you try to implement as it like... Because it seems like such a broad term is kind of like a wellness coordinator, mm-hmm. you know? It's just like, okay, here's all these healthy habits, and we're just going to find interesting ways to develop these healthy habits. Because I really think workplace wellness is like our perfect little wedge into truly making a change. Like, of course, we can educate people. The online programs and the booming of wellness in the private sector yeah. has been amazing. And yeah. fitness and all that yeah. stuff booming. But, like, because... From a workplace standpoint, it's because let's be let's be realistic. A lot of this stuff is profit driven and money driven, right? And power driven. So like, if you can create workplace change and you can fatten the pockets of the you know of the company because their workers are happier, they're spending less healthcare, they're spending less money on healthcare. Like, think of that. Like, I just think that is yeah. a really cool way to absolutely. Um, I kind of yeah. went on a tirade, but you yeah, know. know. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. So maybe tell us just a little bit more because I'm really curious. Like, as a workplace wellness kind of you know coordinator or however you want to title it, um, what's like the main things that you focus on? Yeah. So um, since I'm in a full time position as a workplace man- wellness manager. Um, I can probably do more mm-hmm. because I have, there's a dedicated position for it. Uh, you know, a lot of companies don't. It, sometimes it just falls on an, on a person in HR and the benefits to come right. up with some That's what I hear wellness. Mostly, yeah. yeah, so it kind of depends on how much time a person has to dedicate to form programs and budget and all that stuff. Um, but you know, there's a lot of things you can do out there as far as like um, getting corporate wellness um, gym memberships. You know, reduced rates for you know your folks to, to use a, a mm-hmm. local gym chain. Um, if there's any incentives you can build in um, for behavior change, you know, like if there's any budget you have to reimburse people for their gym memberships if if they attend a certain number of times. Right. Um, tobacco cessation is huge. You know, mm-hmm. bringing in tobacco cessation resources. Now I hate to even say tobacco cessation. I usually call it nicotine cessation because. I've had more people in my um, chewing tobacco, you know, or um, and now vaping is, is an addiction. So it's like it's not even necessarily tobacco anymore. It's nicotine in general right. um, with the new vaping craze and jewels and all. So, um, you know, nicotine cessation classes are great. Um, stress reduction, even yoga. You can do yoga in a room with a smart board and pull up a YouTube video and right. not have to hire a yoga instructor. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. We, we do that. Um, and then, you know, there's things you can do just kind of um, 
you know, be the spark instead of having a meeting sitting around a conference table. If there's only a couple of you, have a walking meeting. And you know, let, let's go walk and talk. And I can promise you the ideas coming out of that when you're in fresh air and you're in your, you literally have to get out of the box right. <laughs> to think outside the box. You out there walking and you'd be amazed at how stress reducing it is and ideas start to start to flow. My best ideas come when I'm walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So you don't have to necessarily have very formal wellness programs and a dedicated wellness person to have to make some change in your place. You know, if you want to start it on your own and um, do walking meetings and, you know, even 15 minute, you know, little workouts at lunch, mm-hmm. um, there's so much you can find on your phone, you know, to do these things. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, it is a it's a very um, great benefit to have if you have a place where they offer some programs. Yeah. don't shy away from them. Right. I think, uh, like I said, I think it's becoming more and more the norm. And I think, mm-hmm. like, at some point, most companies will have something like that because we just understand the importance of that. And like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, guarantee you, I can't guarantee you anything. But um, I would be hard pressed not to say that because there's a wellness coordinator that company has probably saved, if not profited, more money because of increase in productivity, decrease in workplace, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sickness and things like that, like over the year. Like, it's it's yeah. just simple math at this point. Like, the data is pretty, I've done some deep dives on the data, the data, data is pretty black and white. It's not really like a, oh, maybe this would work mm-hmm. out. Like, no, like, they're sure. coming in for less, less sick leave, there's more productivity, more worker happiness, they're staying around longer. Right. They're also healthier, so less claim. Like it's just like okay, it's a it's right. a no brainer. Right. Reducing medical claims is the huge one. Um, yeah. And quality of life issues. You know, um, retention of employees if they are happier at work yeah. is things it's hard to you know put a cost on. But um, right. all those things are nice side effects too. I'm happier when I'm working out and I'm eating healthy. Yeah. You know, like I make decrease really... stress. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I can. Uh, eat a cookie and I feel really good for like 30 seconds <laughs> and then after that I'm like dang it you know I'm not saying don't ever eat a cookie or, you know Sorry, you can know. afford it <laughs> yeah yeah but uh you know keep some things in moderation oh that's so cool so to, to talk about that you obviously deal with a lot of people in the um workplace space and then you know private clients as yeah, well right yeah. so what would you say are some of the like I'm trying to think of the best way to word this some of the traits mm-hmm. or some of the things you see for people that are typically successful. You know, like to mm-hmm. usually hear about like what are the common faults, and we can talk about those things too, or the yeah. common struggles, but like yeah. what does it look like for people that are successful mm-hmm. that do like, because yeah. you just seem yeah. to like, you got really excited about these wins, you're like, man, reversing diabetes and like who are the, yeah. like yeah. what's going on with those people? Why yeah. are they the ones it's that are just doing it? Two words, they take action. Mm-hmm. They stop overthinking, they stop overanalyzing, and they take action. Right. And they stop the excuses. I mean, we all have excuses, but, and the number one excuse for like not exercising is not enough time. But I'm pretty sure last time I checked, we all had the same 24 hours in a day. <laughs> and so we yeah, all well have the same amount of time. It's all about priorities and taking action. Um, so it's, it's those that, that take action and say, I want to be in control of my health period the end I'm gonna take control and then you have to have the right knowledge you you know that does help obviously there are people who very in you know with all good intentions are following diets that are unsustainable so and fad diets and yeah. a lot of misinformation so you have to have the right knowledge and then you have to be willing to um, to try it and 
you know, imperfect action is better than no action at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you're not going to be perfect at your diet, and nor, nor do we have to be, thank God. You know, I'm the first one to say I enjoy a good cheat meal on the weekends and all sure. that. Um, pizza and red wine for me. Um, well, everything. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if 80 to 90% of your week is cleaned up and good, you can do that and still make incredible strides. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, I think you're right, you know, um, with a lot of people that we work with, um, as far as just like in the rehab setting, it's the ones who just, and I don't want to say they just blindly do things, but they're just like ready and just whatever you say, they're just going to implement it. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's not exactly what I say, it may just be like their own, which I even prefer more than that, the yeah, own personal yeah. twist of kind of what I said, they kind of make it their own, you know, but it's the ones that implement. I call them implementers, right? There's right. just certain Doers. people Doers. just come in and they're just like, well, tell me what to do next. And like, it's been a week, like, okay, I did all that. What do I do next? Yeah. You know? um, and that's, again, you're right. It's just so simple, but, you know, there's so many hang-ups, whether it's excuses or mindset or, right. you know, whatever it is that can just yeah, I, the wrong information. It, exactly. I mean, it, there is no bigger area of science and lifestyle in general than nutrition that gets more confusing for people. That is so true. There is no bigger area in science. Yeah. So part of, that's a barrier, is that people get overwhelmed. Why is it so complicated? Very easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's one of the things in my Health Yourself by JP program is that I make nutrition simple without the overwhelm and take the BS out of it because there's so much of that out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the worst when you see someone doing fantastic and lose 40 pounds, but then you see them again and they've gained it all back because you got to understand the why behind nutritional science and when you understand like the why and you're not just blindly following a program but mm-hmm. you understand the why that's when it can become a little bit more of a lifestyle and not just a diet that you're following temporarily or not really understanding good nutrition to know why yeah. you're picking these foods or why you're eating this over that does that make sense yeah you, when you say why you mean educationally educa- why? yes like really understanding for example good carbs versus bad carbs why are the white carbs not good for you? Go ahead, tell us. <laughs> so when you when you understand this, yeah. you're more likely to remember it long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you have that knowledge, no one can take that away from you. So, yeah. perfect example. Yeah, carbs are such an area of confusion um, for people. But when you understand them, they're probably the most powerful food group you can do right to see the most change the okay. quickest sure. so carbs being um, you know all of your starchy foods your all of your flour products your breads your pastas and then you have your you know your rice and your potatoes flour products being the most common thing that we run into like um, every it seems like everything's made with white flour right pancakes waffles Cookies, goldfish, pretzels, you know, breads, cakes, mm-hmm. muffins. So white flour is huge. Um, and white carbs have been stripped of all of their fiber and their goodness. Mm-hmm. So they're very empty calories, okay? Hence whole grains being better, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Versus, sure, you'll get to that. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. no, absolutely. Yeah. Versus whole grains that are unprocessed and still in the form that Mother Nature gave them to us. Yeah. Like oatmeal, like quinoa, like brown rice, like a sweet potato. Um, so things that have fiber in them and things that keep you full longer. So getting, getting back to why white carbs are not so great, not only have they been stripped of their fiber and processed, 
that makes them extremely easily digestible. So they shoot your blood sugar up very mm -hmm. quickly. Yep. And when that happens, you got two things going on. Your insulin levels will, will go up, and insulin is a very powerful hormone in the whole weight loss. Um, it's a very powerful player in weight loss because insulin will make your blood sugars come crashing down. It's doing its job. It's bringing down your, your blood sugars after chasing them, and it causes rebound hunger. That's why the more white carbs, I call them, you know, the, the crappy carbs you eat. It's like when you eat Chinese food, you're hungry yeah, literally five of, minutes. You're like incredibly full, and then I'm like, man, yeah. I'm hungry So, again. like, challenge yourself. Eat the white bagel and see how long that really sticks with you versus two or three eggs in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, with fats and proteins that will stick with you longer. So that insulin causes you to crash down, causes you to have rebound hunger. And insulin also tells your liver to stop burning fat. It takes you out of fat burning mode. So um, insulin is a very powerful hormone when it comes to weight loss. Now we don't want blood sugars, you know, down in the gutter where you're not feeling good. Sure. You can't have that, but you want even keel blood sugar sugars that are a nice source of energy coming from good, healthy carbs. Um, so carbs are just one area that is, once you get that, you really, you really can look at white carbs. It does the same effect. It, it all is broken down in your digestive system. It all gets broken down with an insulin effect. It, it, your body doesn't know the difference between a white piece of bread and white sugar, mm -hmm. white table sugar. Sure. It all gets broken down into a glucose molecule and increases yeah, your insulin. Yeah, it's what insulin. it's packaged so, with, right? That's a good yeah, way to it. so when it's packaged with a lot of fiber and not processed, it, a much slower digestion, and then fiber, you could go on and on. You know, fiber feeds your gut microbiome, it lowers your cholesterol, mm -hmm. prevents colon cancer fiber keeps you full fiber is probably you know one of our most important yet most ignored uh, things in nutrition that we need that we need more of yeah there was like a little craze there for a while but then because like it was like a fiber one bar and then kind of yeah we got into like, yeah we're Fat is the unsung hero at this point, or right. now, now we're hearing a lot with the Game Changers movie and like the vegan kind of yes. stuff, and like really yes. demonizing uh, red meat and um, mm -hmm. you know uh, any kind of meat. Yeah, yeah, and, and I do, you know, I do. After you know, I'm constantly reading about you know nutrition and diets and, and different lifestyles of people, you know, all really all around the all around the globe and what. The, you know, longest living people eat, you know, you probably heard blue zones and all that stuff. Oh, I love it. And yep. it, you know, truly, we we know it's so very obvious that plant-based diets are going to be your most disease protective. I will say, though, that I'm not a vegetarian. What I do is I adopt a plant slant. The vast majority of my calories are from plant food, mm -hmm. but I'll still enjoy, you know, a chicken breast or, you know, ground turkey or fish. I'm a, you know, I love fish. So, but I'll eat extremely clean meats when I eat them and adopting a plant slant, you know, really having most of your calories catchy um, coming from plant food is going to be very disease protective and it keeps you, keeps you full and keeps, you know, gives you that fiber and um, loaded with disease reversing antioxidants. So again, you don't have to, um, if you're not ready to, um, do anything super extreme, you know, just including more plants, more, you know, fruits and vegetables in your diet at every single meal. Filling half that plate with veggies mm -hmm. can be your an, an incredible step to take. So if you're going to make an omelet in the morning, instead of that white bagel I just mentioned, you know, load your omelet with tons and tons of vegetables. 
and that's a great way to start including vegetables right off the bat in the morning or make a smoothie with with a lot of you know dark green baby spinach um, and some frozen fruit it's an incredible way to start your day off with some plant food getting in right away yeah yeah I love the uh, plant slant thing I'm gonna remember that that's catchy yeah, yeah yeah I did not come up with that I read it somewhere it might have been from the blue zones probably but plant slant <laughs> smart is, yeah. yep slant slant that plate towards plants <laughs> I love it because yeah I always like the idea of eating very colorful foods I don't know why that have always kind of attracted to me but yeah like the more kind of color you have on your plate you know what I mean like sure red peppers and you yeah know, greens and you know uh yellow whatever you know what I mean like Absolutely. multiple colors just like yeah I always think like okay I'm getting a lot of nutrients it just feels good to eat kind of mm-hmm. foods like that so. and not only nutrients and minerals and vitamins are you getting but like I said before like when you when you look at vegetables fruits and vegetables in those technicolors as actual mother nature's pharmacy antioxidants I mean people are like what are like we say that word all the time mm-hmm. like what is it let's talk about it for a minute. antioxidant oxidation meaning like the breaking down of cells antioxidation these things, these phytochemicals in our fruits and vegetables, they are more than just vitamins and minerals. They can reverse damage done in DNA. So when your cells start breaking down and your DNA starts breaking down as you get older, which happens all the time in cells, mm-hmm. uh, these phytochemicals in these compounds can repair damage. That's what a lot of people don't really respect because when you get that, yeah you would never miss an opportunity to go to the veggie tray at the party versus the buffalo wings. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you see... Oh, repair some damage. Yes, yeah. yes. At least mix them in. Do the yes. plant slant. Right, do the plant slant. One buffalo wing and reforce vegetables. That's right. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Are there any other uh, whys out there? Like we kind of did the carb. You know, we kind of talked about more plant-based diet. Um, is there any other big ones or those seem to be yeah well you know, I would also say you know um, fats are a big buzz right now and I, I would say one of the mistakes I see people make with the fat craze right now because I'm all about fats but there's just like good carbs and bad carbs there's definitely some good fats and bad fats yeah I feel like most people and, have heard that yeah LDL, HDL kind of thing yeah, yeah so that's your your good and your bad cholesterol but like the actual fats um like olive oil and coconut oil versus saturated fat and, and dairy and animal products you know you you can still gain weight on even healthy fats sure so Two things I want to hit on is if you're if you are incorporating fats in your diet, which you should, we all need them. Go for more plant-based fats. The more plant-based fats versus animal fats. So your olive oils, your seeds, your nut butters, your avocados, yeah. right? Those are going to be more anti-inflammatory. The meats that come from, I'm sorry, the fats that come from animals um, are just a little bit more pro-inflammatory. I'm not saying Mm. saturated fat's all bad. We can tolerate some for sure. But in general, we eat just way too many animal products in this country. You know, we don't need, um, you know, dairy and bacon for breakfast and then a roast beef sandwich for lunch and then another cheeseburger or steak for dinner. You know, if you can... That sounds like a pretty typical American diet right there. Right, right. Relatively healthy one. Yeah, bacon or sausage. So... You know, try to go for fats that are more plant-based sources because they're going to be healthier for you, more anti-inflammatory. But even having said that, when I work with people for weight loss, which is really what my specialty really is, is Mm -hmm. helping people lose weight, um, 
I have seen people, if, if they're just going crazy on coconut oil and olive oil and avocados and salmon, those are all good healthy oils, right. but you, you can't just have a green light to eat as much as you want because they're still packed with calories. Yeah. So people often forget with weight loss that there is a golden overarching rule that we have not evolved out of, and that is calories in versus calories out. Even if you're taking in a ton of all healthy calories, if you've taken too much, if you haven't burned them off by the end of the day right. and you're in a calorie surplus, you're gaining weight. Yeah, your body's gonna store that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And in order to lose weight, you gotta be in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a lot of you know fad diets that have gotten away from that, but calories absolutely still matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And people definitely forget that one. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. That's a ton of information. I almost don't want to give people too much more to kind of like feel like you just need to digest and implement those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit more of how people can find out more about you, you know, sure. what I mean? and where your courses are and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would definitely love to continue the conversation, and I put a lot out on, on social media um, to give people nutrition tips, workouts of the week. Um, my website's probably the best place to start, and that is health yourself by jp so not help but health i like it. it's catchy <laughs> like healthy health. catchy things matter that's yeah. right health yourself by jp uh, dot com and there's a little place i change this often because i love to give away free recipes and stuff like that so right now what's up is a place to enter your email to get a um, eight different low calorie holiday baking desserts cool and so if you want to put your email in there that's an awesome place because not only will you get the fun results or or recipes sorry but then you'll get um you'll be on my email list so if you want to you know kind of click yes um subscribe to the emails i love um keeping in touch with my email list always telling them what i have coming up next and um, sending them recipes and tips um, so the website's a great place to start, and then on Instagram, I am Health Yourself by JP, but it does have some underscores, so it's Health underscore Yourself underscore by JP, and um, Facebook is Health Yourself dot JP, um, or you can also Google Jan Park on Facebook. Um, oh, and then in January, um, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to go live in a private Facebook group, and I'm going to teach for four to five evenings in a row. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, that's a private Facebook group that I just announced, so it doesn't have a ton of people in it yet. I literally just made it yesterday. Cool. Um, and that Facebook group is called Wellness Warriors um, by Health Yourself by JP. So again, if you um, wanna join the private Facebook group, that'll be a nice, safe place to ask questions and just feel like you're in a group where only those people in the group are getting the teaching in January and um, you'll be getting nice solid vetted nutritional information and in a safe group where you're comfortable asking questions with like-minded people but if you want to just start off on my website I'm gonna be sending a lot of reminders and all through email cool yeah if you want to work with you one-on-one like how Mm -hmm. does that or is that you typically do courses or like what's the main way if people want to work with you that they I mean obviously this is how they reach out but yeah you know yeah so I do offer private coaching um, and I also have two programs online that are accessible right through my website so I have a weight loss program um, and you know for people who just want to learn how to clean how to eat clean and feel their best that program is appropriate too. They can just ignore the ca- the calorie counting, kind of like the calorie budget talk that we do about how many calories they should kind of stay in within the day. If they don't have a weight loss goal, they don't have to worry about that part of it. Mm-hmm. The rest of the program is totally appropriate to learn how to eat clean for anybody who wants that. 
But, um, so I have that program, it's called um, Health Yourself Total Transformation, and it's all video teaching, so it's about four hours worth of videos, oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, and you can access it immediately and start watching that and start putting things into place immediately. It's got tons of downloads, um, grocery list, um, healthy carb substitution, meal plans, recipes, low calorie cocktail list, um, a lot of a lot of things, and motivational talks about committing and what you're you know being keeping your why close by your reasons. So yep. some you know definitely got some behavior change, but or behavior change modules. Um, but that program, it's got um, we cover the golden rule of weight loss. It's going to walk you through screenshot by screenshot on how to log your food on an app that's super easy. I use my fitness pal, but I mm-hmm. you know use screenshots and teach people how to do it. Um, I tell them exactly how many calories to dial in and exactly how many macros to dial in so that they can really stay full. And then we go into healthy carbs, healthy proteins, healthy fats, um, vegetables in the microbiome and your immune system, stress, um, hormones, sleep, and meal planning and prepping to really make it last. So you watch all those videos. Cool. And then if people want private um, coaching after that um, or before that, you know, I do I do, do private coaching as well. It just depends on what their needs are. And then my other program online is one just made for college kids. So it's called Health Yourself for College. I and like it. It's a little bit lighter. It's not as deep of a dive into the nutrition program that I just mentioned, but it's all about um, the college lifestyle and it's quicker. They can watch the whole thing in about an hour and it teaches them how to eat out with friends, dining hall, um, sleep, how to exercise efficiently. Yeah. Um, both programs have fitness videos in them as well. It's so, a good gift yeah. to give to your college yeah, right. kids. You know, <laughs> like it's just, uh, just little things like that. You're not going to make a drastic change. Like in college. I mean, maybe some people will, but, yeah, I mean, but my, you can just save yourself a little bit of yeah. that anguish. And that, yeah. that actually evolved from um, my daughter, who has a pretty amazing story. She was a high school athlete. Um, played volleyball all four years, but she went to Clemson and had um, a pretty big old time. And she gained her freshman 15, then she gained her sophomore 15. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she just wasn't feeling good. You know, she obviously had lower energy. Um, you know, she was kind of nervous that she was like, wow, this, you know, she wanted to get back to what her fighting weight was in high school, being an athlete. And so um, she ended up losing 31 pounds and did fantastic, inspired a lot of her friends. But it was really that college lifestyle, that stress eating, the late night eating, dining hall, you know, the ever open dessert bar. So it's a different lifestyle that they face there. And um, she had come from a healthy household, but, you know, she had to learn how to do things differently. Yeah, it's not easy to be nutritionally successful in our environment at the moment. It's right, especially in college. <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah. I, yeah. Had the, I had the CFC meal plan, I mean, it wasn't the most nutritional, you know what I mean? Right. So uh, it's different, I mean, you can do it, but it's definitely. Yeah, you have to different. know what to pick. Yeah. You have to know what to look out for. Um, yeah, so lots of resources on my website, and I definitely invite people to continue the conversation with me there and reach out to me at any time for a free consult. I love doing phone calls with people just to make sure that they're on the right track for whatever their goals are. So Awesome. Well, I really yeah. appreciate it. This is some awesome information. I love the idea of, of kind of educating college students, like trying to get them while they're obviously a little bit younger and developing those habits sooner. Yeah. Right? That's a big inflection point for a lot of people, so oh, I think yeah. it's super cool. Yeah, some people never lose their college weight, right. and it's tough then once you become a mom and then in an office where you might be sitting. Definitely doesn't get easier. It doesn't get any yeah. easier, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Jan. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Eve here. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.